Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Toolbox. My name is Laquita Monley, and I'd like to take the time to give each of you a very special welcome to the show today. I'm excited that you all have joined us, and it is my desire that you will be blessed with tools that will help you grow as an entrepreneur, as well as tools that you will find valuable for your own personal growth and development. Today's show is sponsored by Covenant Press. We all know the importance of how we represent ourselves. The things we say and the things we do influence the people around us. It's all about the message we are sending, including the things that we wear. Christians can be more aware of the message we bring to others in their clothing with Covenant Press. Covenant Press is a faith-based Christian apparel and accessory store that is fearfully and wonderfully made. If you want to wear the message of Christ and Christianity, then go to their website at covenantpress.com. That's www.covenant-press.com. For the next 24 hours, you will get half off the purchase of $40 or more using discount code FAVORED at the checkout. Sign up and become a member to receive points for future purchases. Again, that's covenantpress.com, www.covenant-press.com to get half off your purchase of $40 or more using discount code FAVORED at the checkout. Tell your friends and family about covenantpress.com so we can all share the message. That's www.covenant-press.com. Welcome to Laquita's Toolbox, where we deliver relevant content in the form of tools that empower entrepreneurs to elevate personally and professionally. Good is only good until greater is envisioned. You know there's another level in you. Here we discuss the tools to get you there. Lean in as Laquita and her guests present you with strategies and insight for unlocking your full potential to realize your boldest dream. Welcome back to another amazing episode of Laquita's Toolbox. I am your host, uh, Laquita Monley, and I would like to thank all of my returning listeners uh, for tuning in to another episode. And if you are new uh, to the podcast, I appreciate that. And thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. I would really like for you to like or follow or subscribe, depending on the platform you're using to listen to the podcast, to the Laquita's Toolbox podcast. And I'd also like to hear from you in my review section. If you listen, after listening to this show, if there's something that you like, I want to hear about it. If it's something that you don't like, I really want to hear about that because the goal of the show is to provide value. So I want to get the feedback from my listeners. On today's episode, we have an amazing couple. I met them a few years ago and during the pre-show, I have effectively established that I don't remember the city, but I do remember meeting them. So uh, they are Drew and Risha Davis. They are the Black Book Ninjas and they're going to be talking about uh, different strategies and techniques for real estate investing with us. Hi, Drew. Hi, Risha. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. How's it going, Laquita? Pretty good. Pretty good. Hey, it's it's so good to have you guys on here. You know, a lot of um, a lot of people 
look at real estate in it, think it's all glitzy and glamorous and sexy and, you know, that you're going to make this boatload of money and I don't need anything to do it but some energy. And I say that because I was one of those people for a minute. <laughs> and then we walk into the truth and um, you guys have such an amazing story and your journey uh, as real estate investors and um, start, how you started out um, and eventually left corporate America to um, work in real estate full time. So take a moment, please, and uh, just introduce yourselves to the audience and tell us more about your story. Sure. Well, I'm Drew Davis. This is my, my lovely life, lovely wife and life partner, Risha <laughs> Davis. You like how I work my way through that stumble? <laughs> um, yeah, we are real estate investors full time. We do this as a, as a husband and wife uh, couple. And like you said, I mean, a dollar and a dream. That's all it takes, right? Uh, <laughs> you get down that path and it's like a dollar doesn't get you that far. Um, but I'd actually like to have Risha tell a little portion of uh, our story because a lot of it is uh, is kind of fueled by her fire, her passion. Um, I, I'll admit that when this started, it was kind of accidental. Um, you know, times were different. It was a different economic climate. It was the Great Recession, as, as some people refer to it. This is like that 09 time frame. And uh, in a nutshell, um, we were doing our thing and getting serious and looking at taking that next step. And in a nutshell, it was like, okay, if she wants to buy a house, because she said, I want to buy a house, my house with my money or our house, <laughs> depending on what I call that. Uh, I don't want to live in your house and in your setup. You, you've lived there already. And it's like, well, I can't sell the thing. I'm underwater. You know, nothing is is making money right now in real estate. So I'm lucky to just, you know, haven't lost my shirt. And so I said, well, I've never looked at real estate as an investment. I don't know anything about it. And lo and behold, it's as though the universe heard my, my plea. And one day I'm logging out of my email, an ad pops up and it's like, hey, I recognize that guy. That's the author of uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And what? He's going to be in my area hosting a free workshop and I can go learn about real estate. And I just felt like, oh my gosh, but what a perfect opportunity to get some free tips about real estate. And so lo and behold, I went through an, a, a process of having my eyes really open to the to the opportunity and the promise that real estate can provide on multiple levels. And uh, we we really went all in, mm -hmm. so to speak, uh, on our education to get started with with real estate. And, it, and it's funny because it's like in the middle of a recession. What are you thinking? <laughs> Things aren't happening right now. Everything's recessed, depressed, all that stuff. And, you know, we had just, you know, really invested in our education. So it was kind of a slow start as far as that idea of getting into the world of real estate. And we were just kind of chugging along, you know, lucky to have our jobs and kept plugging away, paying off debt. You know, we got married, we focused on different things. But there came a time when family got real because it's like, oh, my gosh, we're going to have our first little one. And it was cool that we were the dinks. You remember that term, dual income, no kids. That's <laughs> what we qualified. We were, you know, young and, and hadn't been laid off through all that stuff and got through those few years. And we were ready to start a family. But the problem was I was cool with my job. She was not cool with her job, like, at all. And then you turn her into a mom, and it's all of a sudden, like, the worst place to be on Earth. And it already was dark cloud. That's just storm and rainfall. And all of a sudden, she has this realization that's just like, I'm at my point. I can't do this anymore. Um, and so let me let me introduce our superstar, the real star of the story, the precipice. Is only when the butterfly emerges. 
It works like that, right? I know we bought our first multifamily property in 2008. And let's just say that was a purchase that had lots of arguments behind it. It's like you said, it's like the bottom is falling out of the world. My mm-hmm. husband is like, the bottom is falling out. What are you talking about? <laughs> we just buy a car. do you really think this is a good decision yeah 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 let's do it let's do it (laughs) let's do it with no real estate training whatsoever let me let me preface that none Mm -hmm. whatsoever just it seemed like a bright idea at the time (laughs) and even with the pain education you can get it wrong because we bought the education and then i tried to go be a landlord didn't know the first thing about marketing I'm losing money, hand not over fist. It's like I'm paying credit cards, I'm paying the mortgage, I'm paying the AC in the summer on an empty house, thinking, well, when somebody comes by to see it, it's got to be comfortable in there. It's like, this costs me $300 a month. What are you doing? This is not sustainable. So it was a lot of uh, badness in the beginning to make you think, don't you watch the news? You should have known better that it's bad out there. You know, stay inside, don't invest. You know, just wait for this storm to pass. And it's just like, there's so much opportunity here. So I don't know, maybe we see things differently, but it, it did get better eventually. And like I said, you know, when she got uh, entered into wholesaling, that really opened our, our eyes to what can truly be done in this space. But you have to have the mindset to say, I'm going to go forge a path and go that away and climb this mountain or, or attempt doing that or really make the, the plan to execute here um, that you get a chance to see maybe there's a different path than what you thought was right or what you learned about. So there's a there's there's a lot to the to the moving parts associated with learning something like real estate in general and then doing it with a significant other is another <laughs> piece. <laughs> oh yes, we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. But before we do, I want to hear from I want to hear from Risha. Talk to me about you know where you were mentally, emotionally, like you, you were at your done done space, mm-hmm. and it's got to be different. Talk to us about that. Well, you know, I I had a good paying job. I had all these things that everybody on the outside could say, you should be grateful for these things. And you have everything lined up. You guys are doing your real estate thing and you got a job and you got like good benefits and you got your baby and you got all this stuff, you know, but inside I just knew that I wasn't where I was supposed to be. I knew I could feel it. And I felt like I, I kept getting messages from the universe saying, you need to quit. You need to go off and do this. You, you are ready. And luckily, um, you know, after I had heard this message time and time and time again, it was like my mentor appeared locally and he said, Hey, I'm just teaching people how to do this. And I went home to Drew. Uh, that was, yeah, I went home to Drew and I said, look, this guy here who is a a real estate mentor for us, like we had known him for a long time, you know, just through the RIAs and he was doing a ton of deals. He was taking people under his wing. And I asked Drew, I was like, I really want to quit my job. And I just believe that I'm going to be able to do this. And I just, I know it. I know this is the right thing. Like I need you to trust me. And we had no experience actually um, performing like and executing and like actually doing any of this stuff. Uh, before this, but it, you know, Drew was very supportive and he said, you know what, go, go for it. Um, because the worst that's going to happen is that you're going to have to go get another job. And so, especially as a woman, um, I mean, I'm, I know men can get away with this 
line too, but especially as a woman in the time, I thought, you know what, even if I take six months off or a year off between employment, like I left job A, real estate doesn't work out, go to job B, it was easy to explain this gap in employment because, mm-hmm. okay, well, we just had a baby and we we're taking care of our family. And and so there was just not that fear of like, okay, what's going to happen if, if an employer asked me these questions? And luckily, you know, it took six weeks of, I would say six weeks of full-time dedicated effort in what I was doing um, to all of a sudden hit a deal. And then three deals popped right within like a week or two of each other. And so that's when it was like, wow, we can make more money doing this than I was doing. And, and really like, I, I got to figure out the systems, but there's potential here is to like minimize the actual amount of time I have to work like full on work Mm -hmm. and still make that money. Wow. And you know, that's, that's the part of it that people see the sexy part. Like Mm -hmm. when you work through the hard bits, and you actually get to a place where the deal flow is coming in and you know, you're closing on those deals is happening in real time. That's the part that people um, get attracted to. I mean, that was the part that I was attracted to, but it's the things that go on prior to like, uh, Drew has been talking about the education, which is how I met you guys. Like we did do that deal in 2008 for a multifamily, mm-hmm. uh, but we didn't really get the education until 2018 mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know it's like well it's like 2017 and so mm-hmm. yeah 2017 but didn't really start taking it seriously and trying to do anything with it until 2018 and then that's where you see okay it has to be some strategies in place and <laughs> if i don't i'm gonna be losing money out right. out of my ears <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's not, yeah. you know that's not sustainable and then it's like okay um even when I, I met you guys and one of the things that was that was always told about your story was how well you used an automation platform mm-hmm. and how once you mastered that automation platform, it just took you to um, a whole nother level. And mm-hmm. so and I had that same platform and was doing absolutely nothing. With it. <laughs> Just paying the bill month after month, (laughs) really not knowing what to do with it. And, you know, how many of me do you guys run into on a weekly or daily basis where they're just sitting on the tools, but Mm -hmm. not being effective with them? Mm -hmm. Constantly. Constantly. (laughs) More than I can account. Yeah. Yeah. And we were there. And to be fair, we were there, too. When we when we got started, you know, we had access to the tool. We started you know, we used a piece of it for our rental business, but there were so many times where we had that conversation of like, is this worth it? Is this worth it? And luckily we stuck with it and kept paying that bill. Um, <laughs> and it turned into a great investment for us because it really invested into our, it was us investing into our time. Like we were able to uh, use the system and then figure out like how to, um, use the tricks and the hacks and build build it out so that it really served us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's and the, and the tool is awesome. The tool is awesome. Uh, eventually, when my little light bulbs did go on, and I said, "Okay, enough is enough." Um, marketing is everything. Drew Drew said it at the beginning. Like 
marketing is everything, no matter what you do, what type of business you have, you have to market. If your ideal person doesn't know you exist mm -hmm. or they may know you exist, but don't know how to reach you, mm -hmm. then what's the point? <laughs> what's yeah. the point? And that um, the necessity of that first touch and the follow up and having systems together um, works and it, it takes a lot of the pressure off and that just gives us a great segue into the Black Book Ninjas. Talk to us about your company uh, and what you do as the Black Book Ninjas. Sure. Well, I think a lot of this was born from the uh, the struggle and the strike that we dealt with as, as newer investors. Um, you get, and, and when we say tools, they come in multiple formats. One of the tools is the education mm -hmm. and how you wrap your head around that whole learning process is, to, is it's, its own uh, crazy ball of wax because we can get excited and go try and gobble up everything. It's like going to a steakhouse and trying to mm -hmm. say, oh, give me the T-bone, give me the filet, you know, give me the ribeye, give me everything. You can't eat it all at once in, in one sitting. And so if you do, how are you going to feel? You're going to feel a little bit stuck. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes when we go down the path of making a big investment of, of the education, we can get stuck and not trying to learn things at a sustainable pace. You know, maybe that's one of the key words of this call already. Is <laughs> uh, but then you had to combine the knowledge of the industry and how to make money and, and get the, you know, you're trying to pay the price to unlock the promise, but you realize, oh, there's tools out there to make it easier. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, I got to learn these tools, <laughs> you know, and you can get diverted completely from the mission at hand, or you, you see that you need to do them both in tandem and it's kind of overload. Mm -hmm. And we struggled with that a lot because we were just new and ambitious and willing to do whatever. And in certain instances, part of that newbie syndrome is an unwillingness to look at ways to get other people to help you sooner. Mm -hmm. You know, being, you know, just kind of, it's not even falling on your sword. It's like, Hey, I'm new. It's funny, the newest investors have the hardest time telling somebody like a prospect that they're new. And that's probably one of the most freeing things that you can do because mm -hmm. it takes the pressure off of you. Uh, but this all really started out of trying to help people tackle some of the technology pieces. You go stay paying, you know, you go stay paying the price of studying and learning mm -hmm. what you really invested because most people, you know, are finding this great tool after they found an investment or, you know, they found the, the promise that real estate can unlock, they know they need to go learn it. Then they go get equipped for battle. And that's typically where we come in because we've, we've been using this tool for over a decade now and we've, we've built it right. We built it wrong and started by a whole lot of wrong to get it mm -hmm. right. And we realized, <laughs> wow, we've nailed this thing and we really can actually not just help ourselves, but help others as well. Mm -hmm. So you get this, this unique piece of the real estate world, um, it's kind of like a success milestone along the way is the ability to have give back. And that's just a true blessing. Awesome. Awesome. And, and it is. They, um, it's, a, it's a very important part having the right, like you said, there's different types of tools that you need. But then it's like having some toolboxes mm -hmm. full of tools that mechanics need, tools that welders need, tools that um, mm -hmm. carpenters need. But then I don't know what I'm doing with these tools. I don't know how to identify them. I own them. I paid for them, mm -hmm. but I have no mm -hmm. idea how to use them. And I won't ask anybody to show me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I have the problems out there that these tools can fix because, but I don't know what I'm doing. And it's, and you're right. It, it took me just, you know, personal experience. It took me entirely too long to raise my set hand and say, Hey, mm -hmm. 
Somebody help me, you know. Even it may be funny, but do you know we talked about St. Louis? I have never been yet. As long as I've been a, a, at that tool, I have not done it. <laughs> that could be good or bad, right? But so my head says, okay, I'm gonna go do this thing. I just gotta carve out the time to get it done, yeah. and then prior to doing that. I also made up my mind to reach out to you guys and let you guys help me. Mm -hmm. And so once you guys just bless my whole life, it's like, hey, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I've done a lot of the online trainings and whatnot that I did that. But um, having the right people in your network is so mm -hmm. important so that you can learn how to use the things that that are at your disposal. And that's you know, that's one piece, knowing that I need the tools, knowing I need tools, knowing what type of tools I need and having the wherewithal to say, OK, somebody show me how to use those tools. Mm -hmm. That's one piece of the puzzle as an investor. Now, let's talk about what I feel like is actually, you know, the more important pieces uh, to the investor. And I know that you guys really um like to talk about the importance of choosing the right investment strategy based on your lifestyle desires and personality types. And again, prior to doing some training, I had no idea that my personality type played any part in <laughs> anything like that. So, uh, and I'm sure there may be some listeners on here saying, you know what, Laquita, what, what, what you talking about? Like personality type, what does that have to do with me wanting to become a real estate investor? A lot. <laughs> A lot, <laughs> you know, talk to us about that and, you know, your experiences with it and how do you help your clients in that area? Sure. Want to tackle that? <laughs> sure. So uh, a long time ago, Drew and I got introduced to the idea that there are different personality types and and there are business opportunities that line up with each personality type. And so it's really important to make sure you choose a business or a real estate investment or, or what have you based on your personality type so that when you get into the mode of actually working the business and it's past the, the initial learning how to do it, um, that you really get into flow state and that you're able to actually execute and that it's where you want to be longer term. And so we got our eyes open to this and we recognize that this also applies to different areas of real estate investing. And so um, there was a point where we had started wholesaling properties and the wholesale properties was excellent. Uh, the amount of business we had going on was like incredible. We were able to hit these like super big milestones. And a lot of it was because, you know, we had that faith and that like position of like, okay, we're going to leave the job and we're going to go make this happen. And we did, and it was awesome. And we were doing it all to show our children, like you can go after your dreams and, and you should go and reach them too. And watch mommy and daddy, we're gonna do it. But during that time, there was this um, ramp up in our business and the business was going great. But all of a sudden it just occurred to me that like, I'm missing out on my children's youngest years. Mm -hmm. Like I'm straight missing out on this because I am so focused on the business, which is awesome because I love it. And I love being able to make the money and I love to be able to financially be able to do all these things. But like I'm, I'm sacrificing their childhood. 
and knowing that their childhood lasts 18 years and then that's it, you know, it's like, okay, if I miss the first six, that's a third of their time, mm -hmm. you know, and it's not like you're going after this. It's, we, we deceive ourselves sometimes because we think, okay, if I reach, you know, X amount of dollars per month, then I'm going to chill and I'm going to have buy back more time to be with my family. Or if I, you know, reach, reach this many deals per month, then I can like stop growing. But that's not, that's not accurate. You know, you get to that milestone and then it's never enough. And so you want to get more and more and more. And it's just like the the more disease is a disease. Like you need to stop with needing to get more and more and more and realize that you have like the life of your dreams right now. And if you can just open your eyes to it. And so all of a sudden I told Drew, you know what? I really want to be able to bring the kids home from school or from daycare. I want to be able to find a way that we can make these large deals happen in in shorter chunks or not needing our time as much. And so that's when it's like, okay, there's different types within the business of real estate investing. There are different types of investing strategies. There are some investment strategies where you have to, that are very people intensive. You have to talk to a lot of people. If you don't like talking to a lot of people, you probably should not look for like wholesaling as one of your, one of your exit or one of your investment strategies. You, you may not want to manage properties. If you don't like talking to tenants <laughs> you're not, or talking to people, you're not going to like to manage your own properties. You might be somebody that wants to flip properties and just buy, buy houses and then rehab them and make them pretty. Like that might be your strategy. So there are tons of different, tons of different strategies and it's really important to line them up so that you you know that what you're doing each day is really serving the bigger mission. That's awesome. That's awesome because you, you hit some really good points there because if you, especially um, entrepreneurs that have children, you will say a part of our why is our family. And of course, you know, the generational wealth and I want to have the time to spend with them. But then the, the truth hits, you're so consumed with, Mm -hmm. making things work, reaching that, you know, like you said, the milestone, okay, this is going and this is going. And before you know it, you know, you've worked the 18 hour day. Right. And you've worked it without a complaint mm -hmm. and we'll go to bed and get up and do it again. And you'll do it seven days a week. Mm -hmm. If there's, you know, if, if there's no barriers put in place. Right. So that's, that's really powerful. What you said, recognizing the fact that, Hey, if I'm doing this for my family, then I need to be showing up for my family mm -hmm. like I show up in my business and recognize that that's important. Um, uh, one of the things here that you guys said that you're all about real estate as a tool to create your dream life, mm -hmm. but not letting real estate uh, be the primary all consuming thing in your life. I, I really like that statement because it happens. It, whether it's real estate, selling widgets, you know, mm -hmm. you could be the, um, what is this, the drop ship thing. You could you be the <laughs> Shopify queen or king, you know, but is it the consuming your life? You know, what are, what are some of the things that you guys have found that help you say, okay, you know, let me stop, you know, to, for, to help people say, okay, we're going to put up these boundaries 
and the boundaries are for me, you know, not necessarily for other people. Like, what are some of the things that help people put those healthy boundaries in place so that they don't allow their um, businesses to um, overwhelm them and and have that that home life balance not be healthy? I think a couple of them are, are time blocks. Uh, we, we found, you know, we're pretty much early risers, you know, mm-hmm. but we live on the West Coast. Well, we live in Arizona, but this time of year right now, we're same time as California. And I've seen it, you know, in my corporate existence, I've seen it as an entrepreneur. It's like the world starts kind of based on where you're at. But if you do business worldwide or nationwide, it's like, hey, 8 a.m. is 5 a.m. And, you know, somebody that's using your services by the time the day starts for them, it's, you know, 10 a.m. It's still seven. You're trying to get the kids fed. And if, if you're if your ringers on as that open door to the office, their thing that only takes a minute is kind of a, you know, private little window of time with your family that if you let that get taken over, you might as well just say, you know, plug the headset in and say, hey, kids, you know, you're on your own. Uh, we're already on the clock. And so it, it always has something that you have to look at because, you know, in the evenings you've got, you know, the wind down time and get the little ones ready for bed. So, again, there just have to be times that you recognize that I got to fight for this to keep this this mind. Some people, it's their first hour of the day, their last hour of the day. You know, sometimes it's the nap in the middle of the day. Whatever's your gig, go for, you know, making that a little sacred moment that you carve out for yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because some of the most successful agencies I've seen in the world still struggle to schedule time on their calendar for themselves as Mm -hmm. a client to give their own business what it needs. So, you know, I think that that's where it's at is, is knowing those blocks of time that at a personal level, need to be guarded and then let those time blocks propagate into the land of business also. And I think too, the other part of that is um, there's people that don't mind seeing their text messages like that little icon ding with like all the number of how many unread messages there are. Like some people are okay letting that number just grow and just be on the screen and it does not bother them one bit. I, on the other hand, usually I'm not those people. Out. <laughs> I freak out and it's like I need to answer it or I need to like I need to at least read it at minimum I need to read it and clear that out and so it's really it can be really challenging if you do hear your phone go off in the morning or in the evening or you're trying to work a deal and you know like there are those important things but um, one thing we found is using automation and using your tools to um, create those barriers for you so at 7 p.m., the, the automation that allows the phone calls to come into our phone can stop. And then it doesn't start until you log in again. You know, And so then that way your phone just does not ring with business stuff. So if our phones are going off in the morning or in the evening, it's going to be family or it's going to be a friend. It's going to be some, uh, it's not going to be something that's going to take you mentally away from your, your family in that time. Um, and so that's been really helpful is just having some of those automations in place where, okay, you're, it's done. I don't have to think about it anymore and everything else will be captured. You know, it's going to be there waiting for me when I get to it. <laughs> right. Right. That, that, that's really good. Um, and I'll be honest, I didn't think about that. yeah i mean because i'm she i'm her i'm that person who is annoyed with the number 
right on my email i'm annoyed with the number on my text messages and if i have an app <clears throat> like i have an investment app that sends me tips and strategies and lets me know things and throughout the course of the day if that number goes higher and higher i'm more and more annoyed so it's like I, it's a compulsive urge to i have to check that i have to do that um and just setting you know using the automation tools that we have to set that time frame that says okay this is when this is going to kick on this is when it's going to kick off mm-hmm. and you know they'll go to voicemail and i the people will live you will respond that's why you have automation in place <laughs> right exactly Make right easier well and with the apps one of the things that we have learned is that you're in control of your phone right and you're able to set up the notifications the way you want them to mm-hmm. and so start to realize that like this one app just dings you all the time all the time all the time and it's constantly at least shifting you from like i'm in the middle of doing something to let me just check my phone to i'm in the middle of doing something then all of a sudden you're never going to get that thing that you are in the middle of doing done because mm-hmm. you keep you keep being pulled out of it to a notification. And so I think notifications are awesome. I think they're wonderful. They're like the most convenient thing ever, but they are just intrusions, you know, disguised as conveniences. Mm, You know, we think it's, this is such a convenient thing. No, they're just invading you. (laughs) That's, that's good. Cause I mean, it's true. Like if you have that, if you meet and that will drive you bananas until mm-hmm. you check it. Mm-hmm. It is, it's not a good thing. I, I had to get my son to help me figure out how to turn the notifications off on my laptop because mm-hmm. you got so many notifications coming in from different, you know, emails and different things that it was hard to get through working on something on this laptop. And it's like, you know what, let me, I need to turn this off. Mm-hmm. I need to turn it off so that I can focus because I'm like a two-year-old and messes with my focus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I can't do that. But, you know, that's as we, one of the other things that I want to talk about is because we're all married mm-hmm. and business is interesting with your significant other, your the love of your life and your life partner. Um, and nobody talks about that in the beginning. Like that needs to be a class mm-hmm. in whatever industry you're in and you're wanting to move into that as your own business. I just like, I think marketing should be in every type of class as the first requirement for an entrepreneur. You understand the power Mm -hmm. of marketing and the necessity Mm -hmm. of it for people who are paired up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That part. And it's um, something that you guys said um, that I 100% um, agree with. It's business challenges are usually personal challenges that manifest themselves in your business. And not that the, it's exclusive to married couples, single individuals feel it as well. But as married couples, it's like if we're going to build this business together, we have to address certain things. And so like what is what are like one or two nuggets that uh, you guys use to make sure that um, business doesn't become a negative aspect in your marriage. Oh, that's a good one. Um, well, I, I think one just just stepping back is is neither of us had any plans ever to go into any business. 
So I, I would think of like just going back to the point at which you hope it happens at the same time that you guys get to drink the Kool-Aid because if one person goes out and drinks the Kool-Aid and says, hey, I found this great new opportunity. I'm ready to go charge the mountain. Another person's like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? What did you drink? What's gotten <laughs> into you? Where, where do you think you're going? Let me, you know, not get upside the head and bring you back to reality uh, because you're on one right now. And I think that um, when things excite us and ignite something within to make you want to go get fueled up and charged up to go, you know, rush up the mountain and then grab the flag and all that good stuff. It's like, that's great. That's it's, it's wonderful for people to find that thing that excites them. But, you know, A, it's got to be in a lane that both of you want to swim in. You know, if someone wants to go become the ping pong champion of <laughs> of the nation, another person's like that bores the, the heck out of me. There might be some things that struggle to get that you know out of the gate from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my very first foray into business actually was network marketing, and I had not any background of it. I got excited about something, I paid my fee, and I'm like, we're gonna be rich in like a year. And over here, she's like, oh, my gosh, what are you doing with that stuff? And and it's not a knock on the network marketing industry at all, but because that path led me into passive income, personal development, passive income, came back to the real estate mindset. But that could have been pretty detrimental if I really wanted to bet the farm on that. And she's just really against that move for whatever reason. And so sometimes I think, you know, the key thing is you would hope that if it's going to be a business, Unless two people have their own thing that they're doing, both as two individual uh, solo entrepreneurs, from our experience, it's like you would hope that that's kind of the same or overlapping arena as a couple in business together to really help that take off. Because then it's about navigating almost like this new child's life in the right direction Mm -hmm. together versus my thing or your thing. Um, so that's one thing that comes to mind that I think we're really fortunate because people said, oh, my gosh, it's crazy. You guys like working together. It's like, well, we like well, we both like doing the same thing and we like each other. So that's a recipe for success because we like each other and have a love hate about the thing. <laughs> I don't know. That's a win lose. Somebody's got to give up. Somebody's yeah. got to give it up or somebody's got to get on board. And that's that's ugh, tough. Yeah, that, that could be a that could be a tough position. <laughs> that could be a tough position for sure. For sure, you know. I would say that a lot of what drew, um, I guess, I would add to that that it's really about dreaming together. And so Drew mm-hmm. and I love to dream together. We absolutely love it, and it's something we've done for a long time. And so it's able. You're able when you dream together to say, okay, well, here's the dream. Here's where we're going okay, what can we do to get there? And I think that one of the biggest things that happened, um, for me, it was at the introduction to real estate, but I, it might've been for Drew a little bit earlier, but it was just the idea that like, you can go unconventional. Mm. You don't have to do what everybody said you had to do. And it's like, you can, you don't have to have a job to get you to your dream. That doesn't actually, most times that doesn't make sense. Right, right, mm. right. But it, it was like the first time that I had gotten permission to like completely break the rules and be like, okay, we can go free and we can go and we can do this and we can make as much money or we can make as much, you know, do whatever we want to do. And so being able to dream together is big because then it at least centers you when you need to like move forward and get through a rough patch. And I think the other thing too that's worked well for us is um, 
recognizing that even though you're in the business together, that you have your own individual strengths and they don't have to be the same. And you have different personalities, usually for a reason. Uh, and so go and, and live in your genius within your business. Mm. And then if you're having a rough day, if you guys got into an argument about something personal or you guys are dealing with something else outside of the business, like just take yourself out of the business for a minute. Like you don't have to be there. You can That's take a good. You can take a sick day. You can take it like, I need to chill because I'm going to like bite anybody's head off. <laughs> That's what I'm to do. Yeah. So, chill and, and give yourself permission to do that. I love it. I love it. I love it. I think that's um, giving yourself permission to have a down day is so necessary. Um, single or married. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that that's amazing. I know like for for me and Ben, it's, it's like what you said, we have to dream together. Mm-hmm. You know, we think about our future, you know, what, what do we want our future to look like? What do we want our next move to look like? Um, what's the ideal thing that we're, we're trying to achieve together? And not saying that the path will be, we'll dream the exact path, but in that talking it out, we come to some type of agreement on mm-hmm. the way forward. But that requires constant communication, effective communication, mm-hmm. uh, effective yeah. <laughs> communication. <laughs> wow, wow. I mean, I love that, uh, Risha. Give yourself permission to have that downtime and, and to dream together. Those mm-hmm. That's really powerful. And then coming to a place of agreement um, mm-hmm. is really important. The thing that that drew hit home for me that was my takeaway it's like you've got to come to that place of agreement if we, we're either going to agree to do two totally separate things and just support each other in whatever way is necessary or we're going to agree to do this one thing together or we're not going to do it at all because mm-hmm. if there's no agreement <laughs> mm-hmm. well, problems will happen Right. It it really is. It really is. You know, I've been talking today with uh, Drew and Risha Davis. They are the Black Book Ninjas. We've been talking about different things pertaining to real estate um, and automation. But for me, I think the, the most important thing that we've been talking about today is the necessity of mindset and knowing how to know yourself. Like I have to know myself and where you guys were talking about um, the necessity of understanding your own personality type and how that's going to play a role in what type of investment strategy that you'll use and what type of marketing strategy that you're going to use. It's like, if you're not a people person, cold calling is not for you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, wholesaling might not be your thing because you have to talk to people. You have to have negotiation skills. You have to be personable and likable you know (laughs) if that's not you this might not be that strategy might not be for you however you know if you're okay with dealing with just one wholesaler or two wholesalers Mm -hmm. to get your property so you can fix and flip it Mm -hmm. that might be your thing if you don't want people (laughs) (laughs) god that might be your thing listen uh guys you want to connect with uh drew and risha davis the black book ninjas i will have uh their contact information their website 
in the show notes from today's show. So if you are a real estate investor or aspiring to be a real estate investor, and I know you, you're probably saying, well, Equity, y'all talk about these tools. You didn't give me no names. On purpose, I want you to read the show notes. And <laughs> I, I want you to reach out to Drew and Risha Davis um, so that you can get some some more insight and information into um, the tools that they have. They work for us. They've worked for so many other investors um, that are part of the education network that we were educated with real estate investment and outside of that as well. They have some amazing programs of their own. So if you're an aspiring real estate investor, you definitely want to check out the Black Book Ninjas um, and get that information out of our show notes. But before we go, uh, I would ask you guys, if you have one last thing that you'd like to leave uh, with the Laquitas Toolbox audience. Sure, ladies first. <laughs> Let's see, the thing that I would lead with is recognizing that um, the path to success is not a straight line um, and it's going to shift as you grow. So where you're going eventually, it might still, that might still stay the same, but you might have to shift um, as you grow because who you are going to be in five years should not be who you are now. So the things mm. that you'll be able to see is gonna be different. Um, so give yourself grace as you make those shifts um, and as you recognize that you're running into obstacles, use your fortitude to push through, to find a way around, to climb over, um, and and to reach out for help and to get help from other people who've been on the path because they'll they'll show you the easy door through that obstacle instead of you banging your head against that wall. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I love that. That's a tough act to follow, but I'm going to tell you the mathematical equivalent of saying success doesn't happen in a straight line, and I'm going to say it by um, allow yourself to break the rules and believe in the fact that success does not happen, have to happen linearly. It can also happen exponentially. And with that same belief in that concept, as you know, once you start to build momentum on an exponential scale, that's what allows you to bust through barriers because you've got so much momentum built. And to Risha's point, five years compared you know, in an exponential fashion, you compare that linearly, you don't even recognize the difference. So again, if you can shift the mindset to really bending, uh, you know, bending the rules of time and space, so to speak, without getting too spaced out there, uh, you can be light years ahead of where you want to be in a short amount of time. If you can, you know, lean into that concept and belief, you can accelerate that uh, by taking some of those key steps early on. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, we have to be willing to to step outside of the box. Well, you know what? To know that there is no darn box. Mm-hmm. You know, there is the box is just something that was created by who knows, but they were wrong. <laughs> it was probably a marketing strategy. <laughs> you probably, you know what? You're probably right. Like it, there there is no box. There are no you know, rules to how you achieve the success that you want to achieve. And there really are no rules to what success looks like. It's like, you have to determine that. Mm -hmm. That's the beautiful thing about for me, when you guys said that, you know, you dream together, you guys are determining what success looks like for you and the way that you're going to achieve it. And there's no box. Mm -hmm. There's no box. It's at your own pace according to what you want. I love it. I love it. You guys have been awesome. Again, thank you so much uh, to the Blackwood Ninjas, 
they are your real estate automation experts. You want to reach out with them. You want to connect with them. And this is the end of the Quita's Toolbox. You guys, please stay tuned. We, I love you so much. Thank you for those returning uh, listeners and to the new listeners for taking the time to be with us today on this episode. Stay tuned. We will have two more episodes to drop this month. So hit that like and that follow. I want to hear from you. Uh, I want to hear from you whether you like the show or whether you don't like the show because my goal is with the Laquitas Toolbox is to provide value. I want those who tune in to be blessed with tools that will help them grow as an entrepreneur as well as tools for your own personal growth and development. Until next time, you guys take care and God bless. This has been another amazing episode of Laquita's Toolbox. I'd like to thank you guys so much for the show today. I'd love to hear from you. We really want to get your feedback. I want to know if there's things on here that you love, and I do want to know if there's things on here that you don't love. So make sure to look in the show notes and find our calendar link as well as our email address because we want to hear from you. Go out to your favorite podcast listing platform and leave us a review. If you liked it, I want to hear from you. If you didn't like it, I really like your honest feedback on what we can do to make the show better. Again, if you liked it or if you didn't like it, we do want to hear from you. Leave us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. I'd also like to take this time once again to thank the sponsors of today's episode, and that's Covenant Press. Covenant Press is a faith-based Christian apparel and accessory store that is fearfully and wonderfully made. If you want to hear the message of Christ and Christianity, then go to their website at www dot covenant dash press dot com for the next 24 hours you will get half off the purchase of $40 or more using discount code favored at the checkout sign up and become a member to receive points for future purchases again that's covenant press dot com www dot covenant dash press dot com to get half off your purchase of $40 or more make sure you put favored in that discount code at the checkout. Tell your friends and your family all about covenantpress.com so that we can all participate in sharing the message. Thank you guys so much again. This is Laquita Monley, and I pray that you have a blessed day.